in the movie Back to the Future, when Marty goes to the past, is that just a normal movie flashback, or is that poor writing? Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. So an issue that time travel movies have is trying to keep stuff internally consistent. Like if you're making, I don't know, a fantasy movie that has like elves in it, like Lord of the Rings, uh, that's fine. You know, you don't you don't watch the movie and say, oh, what? Elves aren't real. But if at the beginning of the movie they establish that, you know, elves are tall and beautiful and smart, but then for the rest of the movie they're normal height, ugly, and racist against hobbits, it's just, you know, it's just bad writing. Like, you know, if elves are normal height, ugly, and racist against hobbits, then at the beginning of the movie, that's what you say elves are. Or else you're just not keeping stuff consistent. And it's almost just the difference between good writing and bad writing. You establish that a character has a certain kind of personality, then it's good writing if that character keeps that personality, or if they change their personality, there's a reason why they did. And it's bad writing if you say... If you take a person with a certain personality at the beginning, and then later on, just because it would be convenient for your story, you just completely change their personality. I mean, you see that a lot. I don't recommend watching it at all, but um, Star Trek Discovery, basically they brought Star Trek back a few years ago, and the star of it is a, you know, strong and beautiful black woman of diversity. And pretty much, and I think she was raised by uh, Vulcans like Spock. And so, like the first episode is that uh, this lady is she's she's a cold fish. She she's too logical. She doesn't have enough emotions. And as soon as they say that, like every scene afterwards, it seems like she's like crying and freaking out. And I think I watched maybe two to three episodes, and I was just like, this is stupid. I mean, if they would have said this lady, this strong and beautiful woman of diversity is super emotional and freaks out over the tiniest thing, I probably could have kept watching it because they'd be like, yeah, you're right. You, you, you nailed it. Well, I mean, there's a zillion examples, but with time travel, it's hard to, you know, you set up the rules and it's hard to stick to the rules. I mean, because you know, the real rules are the hero has to win and the bad guy needs to, you know, get his just desserts. And in fact, I mean, that would explain stuff too. You could imagine if some uh, character at the beginning was like, this is actually a movie, and so, you know, we're going to do all the stuff that we think will make us the most money at the box office. You'd be like, oh, okay, okay, I see why the elves are said to be beautiful, and now they're ugly, and etc. It's because that, that's what you think will make money at the box office. And then it would be internally consistent. But they don't mention that part. Let's talk about causality and the grandfather paradox. Like causality is like A causes B. If A happens, then B happens, right? It's not the other way around. You have to have A first. You have to punch someone in the nose first for their nose to be broken. And, you know, it can also be A causes B causes C. C would be your nose is broken, so you go to the hospital. But you end up with a lot of things in a row, and then you got to kind of keep track of them all to try and make stuff... uh, you know, have a smart story. So you got to keep that in mind with your time travel movies. Um, There's something called the grandfather paradox, which basically it's a question thought experiment that says, what would happen if you traveled back in time and killed your grandfather? Because if you did that, 
then you wouldn't be born, so you couldn't go back to kill him, so then he'd be alive. But now that he's alive, you would be born, etc. And I think in science, like a question like that is one reason why people think that time travel cannot exist, because time travel would like instantly lead to things that are impossible. And, you know, maybe there's a multiverse. I mean, a decent number of physicists think there actually is a multiverse. Nothing to do with time travel. But you could have time travel where you you go back in time, you do something. Now there's two timelines. One of them where everything happened the way you thought it happened. And then this new one where you get to, uh, you know, go bet on sports and be a millionaire. And so, you know, splitting timelines, having multiple different universes... That actually is a consistent idea. I mean, it makes everything real easy. I mean, you can do whatever the heck you want then. But it's not satisfying, and they don't use it in movies because, you know, like if you want to go back and kill Hitler, you're not doing that so that you're not like, I want to create a universe where Hitler didn't exist. No, you want to you want to you want to kill Hitler so that your universe is fixed, right? You're not like, yeah. So anyways, you're not like creating extra versions of the universe that are that have some wonderful aspect to them it's just not fun it's not uh basically the only person that kind of benefits is uh you like you can go in make your own universe make a bunch of money betting on sports but i mean at that point you may as well just be like hey you can plug me into the matrix and make me the king of the universe there too it doesn't actually fix the problems that you're supposedly trying to fix like if your childhood female friend had something terrible done to her, like the butterfly effect, uh, you're not like, oh, I just want to create another universe where nothing bad happened to her, but in the normal one, she's still screwed. You get the idea. Let's talk about uh, Back to the Future, everyone's favorite time travel movie. Now I'm getting my information from Daniel and Jorge explaining the universe, their episode on time travel. I have not watched that movie in quite a while. You know, I think I went back and watched it and didn't enjoy it that much. I, I believe that's heresy to a lot of people. But apparently, towards the beginning of the movie, Doc Brown gets on the chalkboard, and he's like, time travel means that you get separate timelines. And then the movie's not super concerned with being consistent, internally consistent, because then when uh, Marty is trying to get his parents to kiss, I guess, like he's fading from the photograph. If you remember, there's a photograph of him Whatever. If you guys haven't, if you guys don't know the movie I'm talking about, go watch it. It's important. But so this guy goes into the past, back to the future. Yeah, he goes into the past. He wants to get back to the future, and he screws up, and his parents do not fall in love because of something he does. And so the whole movie is about him getting his parents to fall in love so that he will exist. But if there's multiple timelines, then whatever. He just he goes back in time. His parents uh, don't fall in love. It doesn't matter. He still exists because he comes from the timeline where they did fall in love. But the movie can't, uh, can't keep it consistent. And so then there's this photograph. He can see, he can tell whether or not he's getting stuff back on track by looking at a photograph of his family from the future. And he sees like his, you know, his brother and his sister like disappearing from the photograph. And then like, I think he can see like part of his body, like his hand is disappearing in the photograph of him. And so it makes no sense, and it doesn't detract from the movie. You know, you're not watching the movie going, that's ridiculous. Although maybe when I watch it next time, I will say that kind of thing. But like, you know, try and come up with, you know, try, let me try and think of 
Like how would how could that possibly exist? How could it be that you go back into the past and then you're fading from the photograph, but you don't die? Like normally, right? As, as soon as you change the past, as soon as your parents don't meet, boom, you, you're gone, toast, done. It, it, you know, it takes well, it's instantaneous. It takes less than a second. You are instantly non-existing. You don't slowly fade as the will they, won't they, will they kiss, won't they kiss. But I guess here's you know here's how I would explain that. They didn't do it, but when you go into the past, you create, I don't know what, a whole bunch of multiple timelines. And then you don't know which one's going to be the real one. And slowly as, you know, you know maybe all of a sudden half the timelines you no longer exist because your parents didn't kiss. And then the other half, oh, you do. And then as you slowly narrow it down to which timeline is going to be the real one, for whatever reason, you fade from the photograph, like one body part at a time. But they don't go into any of that. It just basically, uh, it's not consistent. Okay, uh, so let's talk about, this is back to real physics. So in real physics, if time travel is possible, there's only one timeline. So let's say you build a time machine today and you go back one year and then there's two of you. Well, the first time around, there was two of you. There's only one time around. In fact, there's just, there's only one time around. You don't get to, you don't get to change things. You gotta, you gotta write the story very carefully because the person who goes back in time was always there. You, they didn't go back to change anything. They can't change anything because they were already they were already there. They were always there, and they're already there. And I didn't see this, but I think um, there's some movies. What Primer, Looper, and Harry Potter all did this kind of thing. And I don't think I've seen Primer, but apparently in Primer, what they say is that you can go back in time, but you have to tell the other version of you to stay in a box so that you guys don't get in each other's way. I mean that's you know, what if they what if they don't stay in the box? But anyways, you just stay in the box, and that solves the logical consistency problems. And apparently Harry Potter he has to go back in time to save himself, and he goes back in time and he sees himself there, and he does whatever needs to be done so that the good guys win. But like you know, again, it's it's not real satisfying or whatever because it's like, well, what if he hadn't done? the correct thing that made the good guys win. What if he hadn't saved himself, so he would be dead? Like, you know, he has to save himself. It's like he doesn't have free will. Like, he can't make decisions to go do whatever the heck he wants to do. You know, he could, you know, why doesn't he go to Vegas and gamble? Well, like, it's impossible for him to go to Vegas and gamble because somehow he already did the right thing and saved himself. And in fact, I guess, you know, like I say, that's kind of consistent with physics. The thing with that is it just requires the writing to be either have to do the writing super top-notch or just be like, ah, eh, who cares? Kids are watching it. They won't notice the difference. Like, basically, they're setting you up. Like, you know, they're making the audience wonder, like, oh, my gosh, what would happen if he did something else? What would happen if there was a paradox? And their answer is, oh, don't worry about that. That's not what happened. It all went smoothly according to plan, which is a little bit of a lame excuse. So these guys are talking about the things that I just talked about, and they said something funny. So Daniel, he's the physicist, uh, and Jorge's the kind of the comedian. Um, you know, he's complaining about whatever. If you go back in time, you change everything, and then stuff ain't consistent. 
And Jorge is like, well, yeah. Well, I mean, what if you just, what if you only go back a little bit in time and you just change a little bit of stuff? And Danny was like, yeah, fine. I mean, who cares if you destroy the universe in a million years as long as you can go back and make some money on the stock market? So I didn't see Interstellar, but it's supposed to be a pretty smart movie, I guess, about time travel. Matthew McConaughey. I love these. Oh, never mind. I won't do the quote. But I think this is one of those movies where love somehow conquers time travel problems. But apparently he goes into a black hole, which lets him do some time travel, which, that's a good start, scientifically. But apparently time is now another dimension. I was talking about, I think in the last episode, I talked about another dimension. So, you know, you can go forward and back, left and right, up and down, and then time. You can go forward in time, back in time, right? So these are all, these are all like a graph where you got your X, X and Y stuff. And so apparently Matthew McConaughey, he can... If he moves, you know, if he walks in one direction, that takes him, I guess, maybe back in time. If he walks in another direction, it takes him forward in time. But so Daniel's complaining about it, and I'll, whatever, I'll just summarize the complaint because I didn't watch the movie. But what that's doing is adding a whole nother layer of time. So, you know, not only do you have left, right, up, down, and time, now there's a whole, you know, movie time, they call it. Because... You know, if you're, if you're going to walk somewhere, not only are you moving through space, but you're moving through time, the amount of time it takes you to walk somewhere. somewhere. So basically, like, there's, that, there's the time where you have the time to walk. Two times. Time squared. And that's kind of like whatever, but it made me think of a funny thought. It's like, if you kept a movie super-duper scientifically consistent about time travel, like let's, go, let's go back to Back to the Future. Right, so in that movie, they're in the present, he goes to the past, he fixes everything so that it's so that the present is even more wonderful. He has a nice truck. He wanted a, a nice truck and his parents didn't have enough money to buy it for him. So that's kinda kinda the difference is he goes to the past and when he comes back to the present, he has a nice nice truck. But the way that, that movie like really would go by physics is you'd have you know, it'd probably be about a half hour long. And it would just, it would show him doing whatever it was before he goes into the past. And then the movie, the next scene in the movie would be like, boom, there he is with a nice truck. Or I guess the way the movie would go, you know, movie time would be, the movie would start with him in the past doing a bunch of stuff. And then later on, you'd find out how he went back and then boom, got a nice truck. I mean, movies sometimes will show you stuff out of order or, you know, frequently, frequently movies will you know, give you flashbacks and whatnot. But Back to the Future was not acting like, oh, hey, we're, we're giving you flashbacks. Like, the present was not a flashback in that movie. But basically, if they were if they were being honest about it, it's almost like it was a flashback. Whatever. That's hard to explain, but I think if you think about it enough, it'll make sense. All right, so I went and looked up the definition of a flashback. Google says it is a scene in a movie set in a time earlier than the main story. And the example they give is, in a series of flashbacks, we follow the pair through their teenage years. So it's just kind of funny to think of Back to the Future as a movie with a giant flashback. Like, there's a little bit of time in the present, and then, you know, most of the movie is one giant flashback where he's in the past trying to get his parents to kiss. 
and then whatever he goes to the he gets back to the present slash future and he has a nice truck but it's not a flashback in that movie the past happens after the present and i guess before the future so that's fun twitter handle at religion of woke and thanks for listening